All right, here we go. It is a live version of the nightcap brought to you by our good friends. Can you hear that bird? Yeah. All right, now we're good. Now we're good. Aaron's not here. Aaron's Aaron's out doing some things tonight, having a good time. So uh, I'm doing this on my own, flying solo on the back end, but on the front end, we got, we got a little surprise. But first, as always, this show brought to you by our good friends at Galactic Fried Chicken. Visit www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Download the app for Android, iPhone, everything Galactic and get your fried chicken fix. Make it down to Galactic Fried Chicken in Dayton, Kentucky. Tell them to pump it up. Save yourself 15% on your order. All right. Here we go. The man, the myth, the legend, Bergy Knights, Justin Berg, is in the house. We had a, a fun night, uh, fun evening at Fifth Third Arena, checking out the TBT is in town. All the guys that are uh, that are playing in the tournament on uh, Monday were here, and they were in the gym and running open gym. Two courts of open gym action. It tests your senses. It tests your sensibility. It tests your real skill and your ability to be able to watch two basketball games simultaneously on courts that are side-by-side. If there's anybody I trust, anybody I want to be by my side at an event like this, it is none other than Bearcat Journal Zone, Bergie Knights, Justin Berg. Justin, what's going on, brother? That was probably the best $4 I've ever spent. And that's just what I paid for parking. parking. (laughs) Yeah, I parked in the garage over there on the other side of the little practice football field. But uh, it was yeah, it was incredible. I, I cannot thank you enough for for getting me in there. It was like uh, it was a phenomenal experience walking into the arena and being able to go sit down on the court with you and Justin Williams, and we were just taking it all in, seeing all the former players from what maybe the last like seven or eight years eight, of Bearcats. Seven, eight like years, that. yeah, yeah, that were there. The my, one guy was missing that I would would have loved to be there. Farad Cobb was not. Not there. A little disappointment. But the surprise for me that was really exciting was my boy Kane Broom was there. Now, Kane is on the coaching staff. He's not actually going to be on the TBT team, but he was an active participant uh, in tonight's Open Gym along with Kevin Johnson. Those two two are on the staff with Corey Blunt along with Trey Scott. Trey's going to be on the coaching staff. He's not going to be participating uh, unfortunately, but uh, I'll get started with a couple things. One, I miss Troy Copain, like <laughs> especially in those settings, because he might be the best trash talker to ever to ever don the uh, the red and black. Like it, it, and it's not just because he's good at trash talking; he's the most relentless trash talker on the planet. He starts at a hundred. And goes up from there. Um, it is it is awesome, and you know, like you could see the 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 young guys, like it gets under their skin, like they're not used to Troy. 
And uh, it happened last year when they all those guys came back. They were just in town for like a guys week, like a teammates weekend. Um, and they did something similar to this that they got to check out. And, and Troy was uh, just relentless. He's just relentless with his trash dog. It's phenomenal. There's no, no malice, no ill will, but he is trying to get under your skin at every second. And he does it better than anybody I've ever seen. Two, my last two open gyms, David DeJulius is 13-0. The last one that I was at, he was 8-0. You guys remember me talking about that. This one, 5-0. Four of those against the veterans. And the team was DeJulius, Micah, Landers Nolly, JD, Jeremiah Davenport, Kalua Zekpe. And I think Kalu jammed a finger or something. He sat out the last game and Odie Aguaba popped in for him. Uh, and they won again. So... If you're questioning, like, how confident David DeJulius is this summer, he's dominating. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch, especially getting to see what potentially could be a, a starting five or very close to a starting five uh, with those five guys on the floor. And to watch them play well for five games was really cool. All right, now everybody is done listening to me, and it's time for them to listen to Berg. I want all – of your thoughts and observations from tonight. All right. Well, well, I'll piggyback on the Dave, the Julius point that you were making. And, and the thing that was impressive to me was just like his, his uh, competitiveness that he was bringing to the table. Right. So like there was one spot where uh, John Newman was trying to post him up and he was like, I'm here, bring it, bring it to me. Give him the ball. Like, like he wanted, he was like, <laughs> he was like do it bring it to me. And he was just bodying him and John Newman could not take him anywhere. And I think he ended up walling him up. And I, I can't remember if he passed out of it or if he tried to, he just missed a shot, but he was just like, and then on the other end, he was going at people with the step back, getting into the paint bulldogging right through there. So, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he definitely stood out as like, he was seems he? like he's on a mission to just take it to everybody and really show what he can do. So I was really jacked about that was he bulldog and hose like them georgetown hoyas yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little outcast in there for you i was gonna i mean as soon as i said it i thought that i just didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't include that but I, I but i probably would have if i would if i were writing it but yeah he was he was impressive man i mean and he was hitting some step backs in your eye um but i liked i liked his ability to just he was getting in the pain and and uh but he wasn't just like chucking. I mean, he was he was you know moving the ball and all that. But yeah, he was just his competitive fire was there. But I will tell you that, in my opinion, the best player on the floor the whole time I was there was my boy Kane Broom. He did whatever he, he, he wanted. Was taking it at people, and he was he was swiping it. He was he was just doing his thing where you thought he you know he you don't you don't see him and all of a sudden he just snags it on those on an outlet pass or whatever. He's just getting it. Um, and he was taken to the basket. Guys thought they were going to block him. No, sir. He was still. He's, he's perfect for open gym. Like that's yeah. Kane's. That's Kane's. Like just let him go out and play. No system. No, like just let Kane play and Kane yeah. is going to take it at you. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that Jaron Cumberland was also just as effective, but um, Kane's my boy. I'm going to give him the nod as the most, uh, 
you know, the, the best player I saw on the floor as far as just being unstoppable on both ends. But yeah, I mean, um, as far as the guys that were, we can start with the, the, the TBT guys. I mean, Troy was doing his thing. Um, we had Jacob Evans there. You had, you had Octavius Ellis and Coriante DeBerry and Shaq Thomas, by the way, Shaq Thomas, how many threes do you think he got up at least five, All of maybe them. six, all of them. Yeah. And I'm All sure we can. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure you can guess how many he made. Um, but he was, uh, not all of them. No, not all <laughs> of them. But yeah, I mean, and I think it was, um, so Trayvon didn't play, but he was there. And then and with I, Trey, it's nothing like, I think Trey is just really focused on what's next for him. Um, be it making that decision of, do I fight through the G League for another year? Do I, you know, work with my agency to get over to Europe? Um, he's at kind of that like crossroads professionally yeah. on what he wants to do, and and playing in a tournament that you only make money if you win. Like if something happens, that's a, it puts Trey in a bad spot. So sure. I, I, he's around. He's going to be around. He's supporting the guys. He's here. For the week, um, but I think just a, a, a life decision to kind of, you know, not not put anything at risk this week. Sure. And then I think round, I think Kevin Johnson. Yeah, Kevin Johnson was there too. Kevin played, yeah. So, Kevin's yeah. the GM. Right. Uh, Corey Blunt is the head coach. I think Kane and Trey are going to be his assistants. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, and, and – what you would expect from Jaron was there. Like I said, Kane, um, nothing else really noteworthy from any of the other guys, but that's fine. They were, I mean, they were doing their thing. They were, they were, you know, they were showing some muscle and foul, you know, like if a guy was getting ready to dunk it, like Ock was like, no, sir. And he would like put a little hand into your, into your stomach. I, I think it was John Newman was trying to like bring a left-hander back. And he was like, no, mm -hmm. son, you ain't doing We that. don't do layups here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not getting that dunk off. But um, I would say, so let's see. Should we just go through? You do whatever the hell you want to do. I'm just sitting back. I'm, I'm letting Berg <laughs> do his thing. All right. So we'll go back to Dave's team. We'll start with those guys. So uh, Micah Adams was, aka Shuey, was out there looking fine. I mean, I know. I think. I think after after he's last, he's been season, more aggressive this summer. Um, yeah. He's been been uh, instead of like I thought a lot of times last year, man. He like he'd get to the rim, but he just wasn't assertive. He didn't. He wasn't like finishing strong. He was kind of trying to double clutch and like shoot over. Like, no, this summer so far from what I've seen from him, he's been a lot more assertive and aggressive, like taking it to the basket and, and being a, in a, uh, more of a factor. Yeah. It, it seems like last year, his brain was just like tied in knots for whatever reason. And maybe it was similar to what happened to the Julius the year before, where it was just too much on his plate as far as running the team. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's not a true point guard and, they just figured, hey, you're a veteran, you know, you're a pretty good ball handler, assist a turnover guy. So let's just, you're going to have to handle the ball because Dave can't handle the ball and create shots and score. And there was, you know, and, and, and they thought that Saunders might have been a little further along. But either way, if you go to his first two years, he was fine. I mean, he was a good, he played off of Jaron really well his freshman year. So my, the point is, is I think collectively the, the fan base is probably very down on Adams was and probably a lot of people wanted him to transfer just like the other guys did but I think he's taken it to heart and I, just from what I seen like he looked fine he didn't he, he seemed like you said he was more aggressive his shot looked good and um he was he was showing some leadership as well out there but he, he's you know he's a senior now so you know 
I, I don't want to go too, too deep into him, but like you know, he he could be more of a factor than we think. And it, let's say well, he doesn't. Why was he start. so good like that first year? Why was he so good? Because that team had Jaron and it had Trey, Keith. and it had Javen, and it had yeah. Keith, and like it, there were options, and and yeah. he didn't have to be a top of the scouting report guy. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to with him, right? Like if he's a little bit lower on the scouting report, he can be really solid for you. But if defenses know, like we just got to like neutralize him and, and, you know, deny and what we saw them do with the Julius last year, um, you, you could, you could put a, you could put a squash on that Cincinnati offense pretty quick. And, and hopefully now with more options, that puts him in a better spot again. Yeah, I, I think maybe just like the nuances of the game where if you're if you're used to being an, uh, you know, a catch-and-shoot guy or a guy that can catch and, and make a move, and, and and then you get thrust and it's like, well, now you got to run the team and you got to do all – you got to get everybody involved and you got to know the scouting reports and you got to know all the play- – right. it's like there's just, there's just too many things. So either way – you know, I think he, I think he could be a good um, piece, a good spark, like off yeah. for the second unit. More, and I mean, who knows? Maybe he, I mean, he could end up starting again. We'll see. Maybe he'd be more off the ball, but I would bet against that if, if it's just me. But either way, I think he could be a more important piece than than we're, we're you know, than we expect based on last year. Then um, Davenport was on fire. The kid. I mean, he must. He probably shot. I think like he 60, missed one shot. I was gonna say. I mean, he had to have shot sixty percent from three, and he was getting a lot of good looks off of actions from the Julius, from Shuey, and from number two. Is he number two? Is he gonna be number two? Landers Nolly. Yeah. Is that who, the first number two since Titus Rubles? No, wasn't Keith number two? Uh, Keith was number two. Yeah. Duh, yeah. My bad. Um, I love Titus Rubles. I wish he would have been there. I wish he would have been there. But um. Yeah, so I mean, JD was just he was just catching and shooting for the most part, like he like he does, whether there was a hand in his face or not, and he was sticking them, and he was talking a lot of Yang, and he was. Oh, getting him into, and Shaq were going at it. Him and Shaq were going at it. Him and Jacob Evans went at it at one point. Um, he just he he pretty much was running his mouth the whole time, and uh, well, he, was, he took Troy he took Troy's lead and said, "You're not you guys. The old guys aren't going to have the biggest talker in the gym. <laughs> I'm going to talk just as much, just as loud." Yeah, it, it it got heated for sure. I mean, a lot of competitiveness out there uh, on the floor. So so it was it was multiple guys that that he got into it with, um, but he didn't back down. I mean, he 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 just kept, he just kept firing away and, and he, he backed kept, it up. Yeah, he kept making them. And so what he was doing was he was just spotting up and the from the wing and the corner, and because you had Dave who was able to get a step on his man and draw the D, and because Shuey did a little bit of that too, working off of Dave. And because Landers Nolly is able to to create as well, they were just able to find him time and time again, where he could just catch, line it up, and let it fly. And that's why he shot such a high percentage. Uh, Nolly was was impressive, and he didn't even really make any shots that I saw. He didn't he make didn't much. Score nearly as much as he has this summer. But his shot looked smooth. Like it was just yeah. real easy, good rotation, good arc, just like quick. You know, line. It was like online. It was either long or short, but. But what I saw from him right off the bat was just like a, a, a nice, easy ability to pass, find the open man in multiple ways. Uh, the first thing he did was he got it up. He had it at the top of the key and he made it. He took one dribble to, 
to get a step on his man. And then he took a he did like a left-handed laser to the corner from the top to, to JD, who just stepped in and, and sunk a three. Um, but then then he had another one where he drove through the defense and just nice solid chest pass out uh, for another open look. And just you, you could tell he was just he was kind of like on um, on cruise control. He wasn't trying to do a ton of stuff out there, but he just the feel he had on those two passes was was impressive. And I think you mentioned that to me when we talked, I don't know, a month ago or something. You're like, he's a little better passer than I thought. So and by all accounts, he's he's their alpha. I mean, he's their best player. Now, maybe he's he might not be their alpha as far as maybe Dave could be the leader and the, the main cog in this thing. But like as far as talent and shot creation and with some size um, and skill and all that, Nolly from from the accounts that I've heard and multiple people have told me he's their best player. So he's their best player. Right. And so, when, you know, when I start looking at the team. So you look at last year and you're like, all right. They obviously were a terrible rebounding team. They obviously were a terrible offensive team. Very inconsistent. Defense was fine for the most part, other than post-defense in some spots. But they were, you know, they were good on D. But, yeah, I mean, so you look at, like, well, can they get better? Okay, well, they 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 really only had one shot creator last year, Dave, and he's 5'11". That's tough against defenses that have 6'5 and up wings. Temple, those, some of those teams, it was, like, right. not, not, a lot of, not a lot of room there. So now you, now you give him, a, a like, a – partner in crime that's six seven so it's like okay you want to put your now you got to decide who you're going to put your six six wing on your best defender you want to put it on dave or you want to put him on landers nolly because if you put him on nolly now dave can cook and and vice versa so if so if you go up against a team that only has one great wing defender now that gives you a better option and, and to have a six seven guy my dad asked me i was telling him about this I'm not sure who to compare him to as far as Bearcats in the past. I know we always do this, and you're always like, oh, no, I don't know who to compare. But I couldn't really think of, like, a, a guy that size that can create like that. He's kind of like, I don't know, like a cross between Dermar and James White in terms of, like, his shooting ability and mid-range and from deep. But, uh, I mean, I haven't seen enough of him to really to make that comparison. So as far as a former Bearcat, I'm not sure. But – he just looks like he's just got a nice feel. He's very skilled. He's he looks like a legit six seven. He's very comfortable too. Like he's yeah. very comfortable in who he is as a player. He's not he's not searching for like what he is. He's not trying to be something he's not. I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Yeah. Like he's just comfortable with the ball in his hands. He's comfortable if he's got to take the shot. He just he knows what he's trying to get accomplished. Yeah, and he's very quick release, and he's got the yeah. size. So if if so he's got the mid-range game, which, you know, in this day and age, like people always talk about, you know, analytics, threes and layups and stuff and free throws. But like you look at you watch the NBA, you see, you know, late in games like this, these guys get to the mid-range and that's what's open. And he's got that for sure. And, you know, his three point shot, I know he was close to 40 a couple of years ago um, at Memphis, his first year there and it dropped down last year. But he's got the ability. So I think just like right away just by adding him to dave like the offense is just automatically going to be better better instantly, instantly better yeah and that also opens more more up for jd who's been a high 30s three-point shooter and you figure you know with, chuck with, it a lot right with more with with you know with less attention and the ability to just set his feet and line it up more i mean maybe he shoots over 40 percent. it's not out of the question that'd be wild but like if he does that's a big boon to the offense and then um you know, then you look at 
the 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 five man on the team was was Kalu Azikpe, and um, I liked him immediately. I like I like I like this guy a lot. He's thick. He's like a he's a bruiser in there. He's he's like really well built, six eight. Just um, looks like a bearcat, you know, like like cut from the, you know, Max Seal Hicks kind of thing, and and um, just a little bit taller than them though. But yeah, he 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 did show me a nice little touch in the paint a couple times where he was like, you know, those shots are kind of tough, like six feet and in, and he had a nice soft touch on them um, from different angles. I you you told me that he can shoot, he can has a little face up jumper, good mid range shot. Yeah, he didn't show that no, uh, not that I saw, but. Um, and then I saw him like even on D, just like knew where to be, good positional defense, walled up one time, blocked a shot. He's played a lot time. of basketball, Bert. He's played a lot of basketball at Old Dominion. Yeah, he's he played four years there, right? Yeah, but I'm just he's been on the court time, not yeah. just that he was a four year guy, but that he's played a lot of minutes of basketball. Man, that makes a difference. I was I was on the phone with an assistant coach at a. Uh, really, really quality mid-major program tonight. And he was talking about being out on the road and how different it is watching high school guys now because you watch them and you say, look, I don't know that that kid can help us this year. And I can go out and get a Kalua Zekpeg. Yeah. A kid that has played a ton of college basketball. Like, it, it changes the way recruiting works anymore. Um because there are guys like him out there. The the, the coach was talking about the, the, the school had brought in a D2 kid um, that had had a medical condition in high school that probably would have been a lot higher level recruit. And then he had to go to D2 and work through the medical condition. And now he's, he's uh, you know, a, a COVID senior. But he's going to help this high-level mid-major team win their league again, probably. and And that's like... Kalu is the guy that is changing how recruiting works because you're not going to go find a freshman that looks like that, that has that experience and understands like what is being asked of them. And that's the game is changing a lot in that regard. Exactly. And to me, he's your five. I mean, he's, he's your starter. And I think he's your closer at the five unless Victor Locken proves us, wrong on that but I he was he okay but he also I also saw some of the stuff that he did last year where he was in the traffic and getting stripped and you know a little indecisive in between on some moves and things but I mean I think he's a, he's a perfect you know uh backup five or you know maybe maybe you start him but you finish with Kalu whatever the case is but um he, he to me he seems like he's just I'm just just by thinking about it he's probably a year away from being legit starting five with this team right. but but you only have a zeke pay for one year and you know he is six eight but in college basketball that's fine i mean yeah you may run into some teams that have some some extra I size think, and, i think the only problem there is he's not a, he's not like a elite rim protector per se and that is something that wes values sure so i i think that's going to be the interesting part is what do they do in terms of getting that rim protection if you have a guy that's not necessarily like that's not a strength of Kalu is is you know anchoring the back end of the defense. Well, I think you don't really have that anywhere though because I think Oguama, I don't I don't buy his shot block timing, and I think Victor has the shot block timing, but I, you know he has trouble staying on the court. 
he gets in foul trouble, he gets injured, turnovers. So you know who I blocks think, the shots? Who's that? Sage Tolentino. Yeah. Sage Tolentino. Sage Tolentino looks like he's about seven foot four. He just looks <laughs> so tall out there. Did you see the picture I posted? Like everybody was underneath, like his chin was above the whole team. Yeah, I didn't see it, but he, yeah. I mean, I just looked over. I was like, God damn, that guy's tall. But but, but back to Kalu. I mean, so so let's say let's say he's your five, and maybe he's not the best shot blocker. There's other ways to protect the rim. Walling up as a way to protect the rim. Yeah. You know, drawing charges as a way to protect the rim. You know, I go back. I always mention this, but a few years ago, when when Toronto, um, you know, was in they they I think it was after they lost Kawhi, but they made a pretty good run in the playoffs. And um, and and Nick Nurse devised a defense with that had Kyle Lowry on the back end of this zone that they did because he was such a good charge taker. So like that, you can protect the rim in other ways than blocking shots. So, and what I saw from Kalu was like he's experienced and smart enough to know how to, to wall up and then block out. And and you know I, I think he's athletic enough to at least alter some shots. So he may not be like the eraser man. And you right. would be concerned because if you look at the other guys on the floor. In, in the potential closing lineup, JD's ain't no shot blocker. Um, Landers Nolly isn't a shot blocker. Um, the Julius is, you know, and, and, and you look at maybe Shuey, you look at um, John Newman. I mean, these aren't your traditional guys that are going to block shots. So it's going to have to be positional. It's going to have to be, you know, ball pressure, you know, denying passes and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be a little different than what we're used to Bearcats wise, as far as shot blocking goes with this team. But um, can you yeah, see I mean, that I picture? Did... yeah, I can see it. There's Sage <laughs> back there in the back row ahead above everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one thing that was, Shit, that... he's tall. I think that was Berg's immediate. Yeah. What like is that... he? Seven, four. I know. I mean, the, the the one bummer was I didn't see I never got to see him take one jump shot the whole time, so because I, I I mean all accounts are that he's a he's a nice he got a nice, got a nice stroke. You got to see Vic knock down a couple. Vic knocked down Vic a, couple a couple threes. Hensley knocked down one. Hensley's shot looks nice. So all right, so so that's like your okay. So and we were talking about this when we got there that if you I always decide like who's your crunch time five. So like that team. That, that we just mentioned. And then, um, you know, Rob Finnessy, a guy coming over from Indiana with, with a lot of experience as well, played in some huge games, you know, had that game winner against Purdue, had some multiple game winners, beat Butler that time. So it's like, well, does he, where does he factor into like your top five or six or seven guys? And is it potentially like you run up against a team without a lot of size, you go, you know, Dave and, and, and Finnessy, um, and you can get away with it with Newman, but then you know where do you go? Then maybe JD is in that line. You got to have Nolly out there. You got to have that shot creation, and then maybe you go with Zeke Pace. So it's like your your crunch time five is not going to have a lot of size. How about this one, Dave? Third bird. What? DeJulius, Nolly, Newman, yeah, Davenport, and probably Zeke Pace. But even yeah. if you don't have a lot of like uh, like major size, you do have in that situation length, 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 and four guys on the floor that are six five, six six, six seven, six eight. Yeah, switchable. You know, six yeah. one, six five, six six, six seven, six eight. Right. So that so that gives you the the length on the wing. 
and then that gives you some de- some defense against, let's say, uh, you know, whoever the other team's alpha is. And again, switchable. You're able to, you know, you could even turn the pressure up with that. You could, you could, you could press. I know Wes has wanted, you know, he wants to press. So, yeah, I mean, again, like even though it's not a traditional, like, hey, we don't have a six ten guy out there, and we don't have whatever. But yeah, if you go six seven, six five, six seven at your two three four, and then your five to six eight, I mean, that's you can work with that, especially in college basketball. So that seems to be to me. Those five plus Rob Finnessy are, are are clearly, and then Victor Lock in seem to be like your top seven right there. I and would then, add Shuey in there. Oh yeah, Shuey. Okay, so there's your top eight at least at this point. But then you look at a guy, um, you know, a, a guy like a guy like Jared Hensley who started coming on late last year, and you know was a pretty highly ranked recruit. He's he's got the size. He's a legit six eight. He's athletic, and I know everyone knows. You know from from what you guys were talking about on your podcast that he had broken his right hand, so he had to just sit there and just shoot only his left hand for what a couple months. About six and, weeks, six seven yeah, weeks, right? And so that so his shot looks much smoother now. There's no hitch in it. It's just like straight up and down, follow through, nice arc. So um, yeah, he's an interesting piece. Like. He, he may be another guy that's a year away, but um, as far as, like, being legit, like, a guy who's a, a key I know, don't know, man. Piece. I think he can help. Like, I, I oh, I'm not he saying he – yeah, year. I'm saying he can help. I think he can help was what I was going to say, but I don't know that he's, like, a starter and, like, a, you know, a third option or whatever yet. But he's he's a guy that, like, he, that he brings different things to the table. He's a little indecisive sometimes on his, like, pump fake and drive stuff where he'll, like – stop and then he's kind of you know a little pump fake little step is like pivot foot he's a little off but when he's decisive like yeah man he can he can raise up he hit a nice like 16 footer he had one in the lane where he just caught it went up hard and little like little five footer made it so like um and then yeah i mean he's got the size he's 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 hungry i mean yeah he'd be an interesting bench piece for sure um aguama you know he's he's a going to be a similar role to last year just like they need energy off the bench six nine get some offensive rebounds set some good screens energy and yeah hopefully he can you know he he, he kind of has the jump hook and that's that's you know that's his main move so we'll see if what else he can develop but you know you look at the, the up front with you know with, with zeke pay and vic and and hensley and um Oguama and and then sage will you know we'll see but, um, you know, I, I didn't see a ton from Sage other than just catching and finishing. Um, what I did see a ton from, I also didn't see a ton from Josh Reed. He wasn't very aggressive, which is fine. He was it, just, it was strange because that hasn't been his M.O. Uh, in the open gyms that I've seen. He's been okay. a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but he's been, he was playing with the older guys. So I wonder, he was playing with Sage. He was playing with uh, Skillings. He was playing with one of the GAs. Like I, I wonder, like right now, if he's more comfortable being like the fourth or fifth guy that kind of like surprises you because you're not you're paying a lot of attention to everybody else. You're not paying attention to him, so he's open. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I like what I've seen from Josh so far tonight. I agree. He was a little bit quiet. Yeah, but I, I mean. You, you did see some glimpses of like, hey, I'm, he got a rebound and then he just started dribbling it up himself. 
and uh, and running, you know, kind of running like a little little delayed fast break where he could just find the open man and, and with, with an advantage. And he got yeah. he got the ball to Skillings a few times where Skillings was able to get a step. And Skillings was pretty aggressive. He he was he was looking to get into the paint. He was doing all kinds of euro steps and finishing with either hand. Um, he was kind of like you know uh, hit or miss on his actual finishing the layup, but the moves looked nice. And then um, he absolutely wetted a couple threes. There was one from the top of the key. It was like a little step back, all net, net wetter. And then um, there was one from the, from, I think it was from the left wing where the net didn't even move. It was, he just stuck that one. Um, but he was, he wasn't shy. I mean, he was, he was. He Here's was what you the- love about Dan. Yeah. You had to go because you had to get home and, and take care of family stuff. Um, for probably 30 minutes after the open gym was over. Dan like just singled out Jacob Evans and they played like little, like one-on-one like games for like 30 minutes. Because I think, I think Dan was like, look, man, that's a first round draft pick. Like I need to learn from him what I need to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like I need to uh, absorb a bunch of knowledge from this guy while he's here. And Jake was more than receptive, but like Jake didn't seek him out. He was like, Hey, like, he, like they were all, they were art. Like Troy and Landers were chirping back and forth. Yeah, they were. It, like the they end, were. Yeah. It was. It was heated. Like it wasn't like there wasn't a fight that was going to happen or anything. But they were like jawing at each other, and everybody is paying attention to that. And off over to the side, Dan like pulled Jake aside and was like, "Hey, threw him a ball and was like, let 'Let's go. Like let's play.'" And it, I thought that was really cool. Like I thought that was a really good look into Dan's personality of. This is the last wing at Cincinnati to get drafted, and I need to learn from him. So while I've got him here, like while I've got him in this situation, we're gonna we're gonna play a little one on one, and we're gonna like have some fun. And like they were laughing and joking around, but like I thought that was really one really cool, and two a really good insight into Dan, like who he is and and how how he has that that burn to be a really good player. Yeah. And also he's legit six, six. He's got very long arms Yeah, and, and he, he just, he, he seemed to have um, more of the in-between game than, than I expected. I thought he was more of just a shooter. No. Not that he, not that he, not that he, I mean, his shot looked sweet to me. And um, he is a shooter, but there's a lot more to his game. Yeah. He, he really, he really looks like he could be a three level scorer. I mean, I didn't see much yeah. like, mid-range pulls or anything like that but it's open gym you're not yeah i i get it but but i mean he did like i said he had a lot of the different footwork um on his drives the one thing i would if if i'm a coach and this is a this is just mick cronin trained brain but like he needs to go off two feet a little more on his drives he was going off one which um which allowed you know which got him off balance at times and he guys were able to alter him or or maybe check him a little in the air that's why that's why two feet is so important it is it matters and um I told you this story, but the, I love that. The, I just remember, Mick, that Jaron Cumberland, he tried he did this little finger roll in a drill once. He goes, stick that finger roll up your ass, Jaron. He, he's like, go up strong. He was always with that, go up with power. So, I mean, but you can see, I mean, what, when did he get here? A week or two ago, Skilling? He's, he's been here about three weeks now. Yeah, so Rayfeld hasn't even really got his paws on him yet. And he's added, he's added 10 pounds in three weeks. Right. But Rayfeld is still having an impact on Dan. 
Exactly. So you imagine like, okay, look in a couple of years and he's just like sculpted and he's, he's used to going off two feet hard. And, you know, I, I imagine he's a good free throw shooter he is. just based on what I've seen. So you figure he's learns how to you know take contact. And I mean, he, he, to me, he seems like he could be a 20 point a game scorer in a couple of years. 15, 16. Yeah. Like the, the, he's a guy that's going to be, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't He's know, got a dude. Potential to be an all-conference type player. Yeah, I just, I just see whatever you could ever want out of a, out of like a two guard with his size and length, and just he has, he has the ability to shoot, and 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 once he just rounds out the rest of his his game, his footwork, stuff like that, his strength, like you know, he could be close to oh, an eight, 18, 20 point guy. I'm a big Daniel Skillings guy. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, that, he, that kid's got yeah. a bright future. Yeah, I definitely came away impressed, and and you know, how much can you really tell from a Open gym. I mean, you know, they're going against former guys. They were trying to be competitive. So those I, guys are pros now. Yeah, like, those guys are trying to get ready for a tournament. Like, let, let's be honest. Like a year ago when this happened, those were just guys that were back in town. Like they were partying. They were like, you know, the night before they were out on the town all night having fun. Like that was the point of their trip a year ago was to come here. And like spend some time back together as a group that hadn't seen each other much when they played. Right. And now they're getting ready for a tournament. Like they're 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 a lot more serious. They're a lot more like dialed in. So they weren't giving the young guys anything easy. Like it, it wasn't oh. like they were out until five in the morning the night before, and then they showed up for open gym after sleeping like four hours. That wasn't the case today. One more, one more skillings observation. Remember when he blocked Ock twice in a row? Twice. Yeah. yeah. He blocked Ellis, I, Davis Ellis twice um, around so the rim. The first one was a one-on-one -on -one where Ock was going up to finish and he wasn't, he didn't try to go up and dunk it, but he was going up for a strong two hand, two foot finish and Dan went up and blocked him. The ball kicked out. Ock went and got it. Came back in, gave him a little shoulder, went up again, and Dan went up and blocked him again. Yeah, with I his left with hand. Yeah, I, me I messed with Doc afterwards. I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't let, let the freshman block you like that. Doc was like, I didn't even jump. I jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whatever. He either way. I mean, he, he blocked him twice. Yeah. at the rim. It's not like yeah, it's not like he wasn't trying to score, and he's you know six nine or ten. So, but yeah, I mean, I, so I, I would say. I came away very impressed with Ezekpe and Nolly, even though Nolly didn't really get it going on the scoring front. Um, Dave did his thing. And, um, I mean, JD just shot the lights out. But, um, yeah, Skillings showed me that he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you imagine he's going to get some opportunities this year, and there's probably going to be some games where he really shows you what he's got. Same thing with Reed. And then there'll be other games where it's maybe, you know, they get a little look each half or whatever the case is. But they're well, going to have to play. Remember what you said at the beginning. This team's old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Outside of the three freshmen, this team is old. With Fennessy and Nolly and Ezekpe added in to Davenport and Julius and Adams Woods. Like, there's a lot of basketball Jeremiah. Or I yeah, Oguama's a senior. Oguama. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of – these guys have played a lot of basketball. John Newman. Yep. Like, uh, these guys have played a lot of ball. 
So yeah. and then and then isn't isn't Hensley? Well, this will be Hensley's third year. Yeah. And then uh, Victor, you know, Victor's second year, year as far as being healthy. But third year in a college program. Sure. Even the first year he was yeah. he was very limited. So you got the three freshmen, and then you got Hensley and and Vic, and and then everybody else is is basically either a senior or a fifth year guy. Right. So so when I look at when I look at this team, and and I'll, I'll I, you know. I've got I've got a, an article coming. I've got it drafted up. I just wanted to see the team in, in person, so you'll you know I'm going to bring some of this in here. But but I, I you know I'm I'm I look at this team and I and I I think they have a ceiling of sneaking into the NCAA tournament. It's not something that I'm going to expect. It's not something that's like you know if they don't do it, it's a disappointment. But when you look at how old they are, and you look at maybe they get a little bit out of their young guys. And you look at what Nolly could potentially be. I really think that's. I mean, when I look at the team, it's like if Nolly can be the guy, and he can be yeah. a, a, a first team all. If he can be a first Nolly's team all conference guy, um, that raises the team ceiling. If he's inconsistent or he's just not quite what we thought he was going to be, then I don't. I don't. They're not going to be a tournament team. But I think the defense will be there. They're not going to be as shitty as at rebounding. West will not stand for that. And I think just adding Nolly and Pay into the equation on the offensive side should really improve that, you know, the, whatever yeah. they were, were they in Ken Palm last year, like 190th. I don't even know. Wasn't good. Uh, yeah. So not, not, not great, Bob. Yeah. Not great. So I would, yeah, I would say like ceiling, you know, 10 to 12 seed in the tournament sneaking in. Um, but I think they're at least an NIT caliber team, which, you know, Hey, it's not what we want ultimately, but it's a step up from last year. And I was telling you and Justin, I, I, I just skipped games last year. It was like, Oh, they're playing, Playing Tulane on a Tuesday night, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to see that. And so, I, but I, I will not be skipping any games this year. So that's a step in the right direction. And you know, like Wes has had a nice, solid uh, summer off season so far. Not a lot of weird stuff going on like last year, the late start. And here's know. the thing, Bird. I think this is a a reasonable step for like the first year of Wes Miller. For like right. the, the actual first year of like what a West Miller team is going to look like. Like I, I just didn't, when I watched that team last year, like it felt like they fought so hard just to like even be competitive at times. Right. Like, like the, the pieces didn't fit like that. The, there were no, you know, we talk, you're a big, you're a big synergy guy, which means you understand adjustments, then opponents make adjustments, then you make adjustments, then opponents make adjustments. Like that's how a season works now in the digital age because nothing is a secret anymore. Like when you put it on tape, teams all like the day after you put it on tape, they are able to break it down and say, okay, Cincinnati's trying to do this. Yeah. And we got to a point where they adjusted, opponents made adjustments, Cincinnati adjusted, the opponents made adjustments, and we got to a point where Cincinnati just didn't have any answers. And they like, weren't athletic, and they weren't athletic enough, and they didn't right. shoot well enough. It was they like weren't long right, enough. They weren't athletic. We're enough. done. Yeah, we're yeah. just done. But but like, somehow they somehow they waxed Illinois, and they almost beat <laughs> Arkansas. If Davenport could have maybe made two shots, right. Um, and and they you know they they even they even gave Memphis a run down there. I mean, so it's like right. like as bad as they looked in a lot of games last year, they still were in some games that you were like, how are they even effing in that game? 
And then they won some games where you're like, what? I mean, I right. still can't believe they beat Illinois. Not that Illinois ended up being that good. Um, but they were a four seed. Yeah. You know, so either way, uh, I, I just, I, I mean, I'm feeling and then good. they got I'm better positive. against Houston every time they played them. Like, they did. But Houston was the better team, without question. Yeah. But it went from this kind of gap to maybe this kind of gap. Like, all of a sudden, by the time you got to the end of the season – they had a feeling of like, okay, like we yeah. know what you want to do. We know what, like what you're, what you're trying to accomplish against us. And, and we're going to have some answers. And we saw that a couple of times. Um, well, look, look what Houston had that UC didn't have. And now you put a Nolly in there and an Ezekiel. pay. It's like, UC had nothing that could compete length and athleticism wise, or even right. shot creation wise against that, against a defense like that. And so it's just like adding those two pieces and it's like, all right, and now you yeah. have Josh and Dan, and like yeah. I, I don't know that Sage this year is 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 ready quite yet. But what I've seen from him so far this summer, I'm not going to rule out that by like February, all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, like Sage is getting ten minutes a game because he can come in and he can be that rim protector that Wes is looking for. Like physically, shit, you I get, expected you... him to be like I expected him to still be touring. 15 pounds, right? Like he's interesting. Shit, by February with, with Rayfeld, he'll be like 275 by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he's interesting because from everything I've heard, he's putting in the work, he's being coachable, he's doing everything that they're asking him to do. You don't gain 30 pounds in a couple months unless you're doing everything that that is being put on your plate. I mean, I could do it easily. I have done it. I, like I, <laughs> I could do it. No problem. <laughs> but it, I wasn't doing it uh, with uh, performance in mind. Not yeah, muscle. I wasn't doing not, it performance Not 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, yeah, dude. I, 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 thanks again for getting me in because it was uh, – it was it was one of the best nights I've had in a long time. And, again, it only cost me four bucks. So I'm, I'm – And your family was like, you know, Bert. Go, go, get, yeah. go. My, my in-laws were like, we got it covered. We'll, we, we got you. <laughs> just, just go. And I didn't have to rush back or anything. And uh, it was fun to come back and, and tell, you know, tell my wife about, you know, Trey coming up and, and, and dapping me up. And Trey was like, Bird, where the hell yeah. did you come from? What's up, brother? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, Kane, you, you know, cause Kane was sitting out that first year that I was, yeah, and I you had a lot covering of like, I would just like talk what, to him all the time on this and then I interviewed him two or three times and so it was great to see him and I mean I he's like he's like one of my all-time favorites and I, I feel like he he probably reached like 80% of what I think he could have been um at UC but it I does I, not run an open gym style uh, I know I get it I get <laughs> it I just but when, but when but you know like he 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 had some moments and and he did some cool did. stuff, but yeah. There so were, I, there were some times when Kane saved their ass. Or Tulsa the on the road, on the much? Floor. Yeah. Remember that Tulsa game? He saved yeah. the shit out of there. Yeah. But nah, man, Let it was great. It was great to see. And then yeah, like the, the, the trash talking was was top notch. Um, not many dunks, so it was just whatever. I I, I, I know had why. A couple. Uh, Sage had one that was impressive right next to us. Yeah, that was across the baseline and ran down a rim. I think that was a feed from 
was that Reed on the baseline maybe? And he I like so. threw the I defender and dished it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But um, yeah, man, I, I'm excited to like excited to watch the young guys. I'm excited to see how the team, you know, what what West decides to do matchup wise, and who ends up being the crunch time five. And again, I just I, I'm just gonna keep going back to Landers Nolly, man. If, he, if he, and you got to think like he's a fourth year player. He's been all all um. He was all league two years ago, first team. Then he was all freshman ACC. Freshman ACC, yeah. So it's like he's auditioning to be a pro. Like he's he's this is his right. time, right? He's ready to say, "Hey, I, if, I can make if it." If he's next the level. best player on a tournament team, there's a good chance he gets drafted. Yeah, he's six seven. He's six seven. He can three and D. He's competitive. Like he didn't. Yeah. He, he took exception. Troy was calling him out. Yeah, Troy was like. You a big man, post me up. Like he was like trying to right. Yeah. He was like, What what are you doing so, out there on the perimeter? So <laughs> so there was always this running joke uh when Mick was here that the guys would visit and they'd be like, What are you? And they'd be like, I'm a three. And they'd be like, Oh, you you you're a four. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's how those guys see it. I know Troy looked at him and was like, Oh, but like if you'd have came in on my like back then, you'd have been a four because Mick wasn't playing you at the three. So Troy like laid into him. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you ain't you ain't a guard. You ain't playing on a wing. You think you think you're drafted on a wing? You a four. You a four man. Come down here, post me up, post me up. Like the, the trash again. Troy trash talks at a level. Yeah, that is Dave, elite. Dave wasn't bad though. Dave was, Dave was bringing Dave's, it too. He's a quiet trash talk, but he was. I mean, he he was like he was taking it to people. Verbally answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Dave trash talks like like a, a shank in the side of your you know <laughs> side of your your ribs. Troy trash talks like he's putting a a, a nine millimeter to your nose. <laughs> like there's a difference in styles of trash talk. JD was trash talking. JD, JD was trash talking like he had a sawed off shotgun. He did. Yeah, it was he just hitting mouthless. anybody. <laughs> his mouth was running the whole time. Yeah. And it was Him rubbing the wrong way. Like, actually, the funny thing is, I don't think Troy Landers ever would have come to blows. I think JD was pushing Shaq enough that Shaq was about to swing. Like, Shaq was looking at people like, hey, Shaq looked at me and was like, Chad, can you get him? Like, yeah, he did. He Can you tell him what we accomplished here? Can you chill him the fuck out? Yeah. They kept talking to me like I, like I'm I'm the bridge between the two, the two eras. Jake's like Chad, call foul. I'm like I I don't work in that department, man. I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a like that stuff is so fun. Oh my god, man! I'm 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 like uh, I'm on cloud nine after that, dude. I, I that was great, and and also I jokingly asked you like, how much would you pay? Because yeah. I, I don't know that it's allowed, but like as a fundraiser, they can make a shit ton of money just opening up like 500 seats and charging 100 bucks a seat. Because there's yeah, a lot of that. people. I would have I dropped 100 to see that. Yeah. I only had to drop four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to have you back sitting with me and Justin in the arena, having some fun, watching, watching a little hoops. Yeah, it was, I'd, it, I'd it's say... such a fun event. Like, when, like again, this is the second year. Last year, it happened more organically. 
this year was kind of planned because of the TBT that like those guys wanted to get some run. Were you surprised that the the starter team went five and zero, including four wins against the old heads? They only played one time against the other, like the Rob Finnessy, um, Odia Guama. Yeah, who was on who that? Who else team? was on that team? Um, Victor. Victor. And then it was like some other guys around out the field, like the walk on, like the whatever. <laughs> CJ Anthony. Oh, yeah, CJ. Yeah. He has some nice moves. I like he CJ. can play. Yeah, he's a good CJ baller. Anthony can play. He's a baller. Like for, a, for a walk on, that's a kid that could, there's a lot of places that would be really happy with CJ Anthony like on a scholarship player. He's got, he's, yeah, he can shoot it. He's got the mid, he's got the floaters and all that stuff. He's strong as a guy. The guy's just built. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised by an open gym, any results really, but yeah, I mean, Dave was just cooking and so was JD. I mean, they were shooting such a high percentage between the two right. of them. And they're, they only play to be clear. They play to seven. Yeah. Twos, threes count for two. Twos count for one. Yeah. So like they were getting like six points from JD almost every game. Bang, bang, yeah. bang. Like, and that one game towards the end where, Julius had those two step backs, perfect swish, top of the key. Right, like if you're playing a game to seven and you have two guys that can't miss from three, you're gonna you're gonna dominate. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, so so then what? What? So here to finish up, like, so what do they have? Like a few more weeks of the summer stuff, and then they get. Like, how does it go from there? So they have three three more weeks of summer, basically to the end of July, uh, of summer workouts, which is four hours with Ray Felt four hours in the gym with the coaching staff um, per week. Then they a week. Yeah. Every week. Okay. okay. And then they break and then they'll come back at the start of the semester and they'll do the same thing all the way to the start of practice four hours a week in the gym with Ray Felt, four hours a week on the, on the court with the staff. Okay. Um, and then when practice hits, then it goes to 20 hours a week for everything okay Hawaii is going to be interesting man like we'll get into it as we get closer to the season if this team I said and I agree with you if they get a win in Hawaii like they're going to get a signature win based on the way that field is set up if they can go to Hawaii and kind of surprise people like they did in Kansas City last year they come come home two and one from Hawaii like then you're talking about a team that's that's got a couple marquee wins and an interesting roster and like it's a really fun year set up for West Miller. Like I'm excited to see, much more excited to see how this plays out than than we were at this point last year. And you saw it, man. There's a lot more shots made from the guys that are on this team tonight. You went to a practice last year. And I, I missed out. I, I don't know. Was it because of Kelly or I can't remember what it was, but you went to a practice. I was supposed to go with you. You went to the practice and then you walked out like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I was, I, I remember all I said was I looked at, I think Terry Nelson was there. I was like, I was like, Julius is going to have to be really good. There's <laughs> ain't, ain't many other guys that can get a shot that you would want them to get on right. their own. There's going to be a lot of guys taking shots that the defense is like, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and take that? 
Um, who's going to start for the TBT team? I would go, I think it's pretty easy, like mostly easy. Troy, Jake, Jaron. If Trey was playing, it would be Trey and then probably Ock. Um, with Trey out, I guess maybe Shaq. Sorry, Shaq, I, if you're I, watching I, this. But I don't know, like at the four, like yeah. I, I don't know what do you start Ock and 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 Corey together, and then you don't really have a five. I guess the the wild card is Isaiah Miller and his schedule at the summer league because he's with the Utah Jazz at the summer league. So you could have Troy, Isaiah Miller, Jake, Jaron, and then and then one of the fives. Wait, isn't so Kane's not playing? No, he's a coach. Okay, because that would have made it. I would have been. I would have gone four guards and then Ock. Well, I, I mean, know, that's kind of so what I playing, did though. Tell me, Troy, Isaiah Xavier. Miller, Jake Jaron. Um, they have to win two games to play Xavier, and Xavier has to win two games. Okay. Oh, God. And I, I kind of got a glimpse of who they got their guys that always beat UC, it's, right? You know, Fluid and Kira. Yeah. yeah. Shit. I can't do it. I just, I can't. Look, regardless of what UC's ceiling is this year, they got to beat them. I just, I can't do it anymore, man. I'm just, I, I'm done. I'm done with it. Come on, Wes. <laughs> figure out some way to beat this goddamn team just i can't do it i can't <laughs> i don't want to think about them existing we got right, well, the games at fifth third right this year the the, the yeah. game okay all right when is it do we have an idea or not not announced yet it's it's the december 10th 11th something like that all right all right. Well, I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to think about this right. Euro step by Daniel Skillings with that reverse layup he had. That was smooth. It was nice. It was very nice. <laughs> All right. Thanks to everybody that popped in. We actually had a really good crowd tonight uh, checking in for uh, an unexpected live show. Everybody, uh, the people show up for Bergy Nights. When Bergy Nights pops in, the people show up. Yeah. I, I'll pop in when I can. That's that, You know, that's what I'll do. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I didn't even have to ask tonight. Berg was like, I was there. So let's do a show. I'm like, all right, I'm down with it. I'll give Aaron the night off. He can go hang out and do his thing a couple of weeks before becoming a dad. And, and we'll give the people some, we'll give the people what they want, which was uh, 59 minutes of Bergy nights. I know, right? Didn't feel like 59 minutes. Felt I like just that was 11, 10. Okay, cool. Yeah. Felt like that was, that was, was like a 30 minute show that went an hour. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up. He's Justin Berg. Always appreciate him stopping in. I'm Chad Brendel. We'll see you next time. It's the Nightcap, brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken, right here on BearcatJournal.com. See you.